There are two great conflicts now occurring in Israel. The Biden administration is beginning to separate from Israel. The U.S. Navy has fended off Iranian attempts to seize two tankers in the Gulf of Oman, and Israel and the U.S. are now watching two very strong elements of the Iranian nuclear weapons program. Messianic World Update begins now. Shalom, everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is July 7 of the year 2023, and we're making our way through this year now very fast. And it seems that events in the world are also coming faster and faster toward us. In Israel, we have two major conflicts that are beginning to take shape. One is within Israel itself, their own citizens are having protests with regard to the coalition government's effort to do judicial reform. Just to recap what's going on, the Supreme Court within Israel is extremely liberal. It is controlled only by the legal community within that country. It has no check and balance with the rest of the government of Israel. And the coalition government, which is right wing, and conservative and religious is trying to institute new controls over the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court and the liberals within the country do not want to permit that to happen. They have a very strong liberal agenda. They fear the religious parties and the conservative elements within Israel will begin to clamp down on them. And in particular, they don't like the idea that the Knesset or other parts of the government would have a check and balance over which persons are selected as judges for the Supreme Court. This has become a volatile issue within Israel. There are multiple protests being put together by other government officials as well as the citizenry. In this last week, protesters blocked roads going in and out of the city of Tel Aviv caused great disruption in the traffic that was in the nation for about four hours. And in particular, one element of the conflict came to the head. The deputy chief commissioner of the Israeli police, who has been very stern about striking down on protests held by religious and conservative folks, in other words, police have actually gone in with batons and water cannons and so forth, to break up those right-wing protests for various elements. But all of a sudden, now that the liberals are protesting, it's like hands off, the police don't do anything to stop the protesters or stop the protest. And Ben Gavir, who is one of the members of the coalition government, basically retired that particular deputy commissioner, actually reassigned him, but because he's not in the position where he was to protect the protesters, liberal protesters, the protesters decided to protest that. So that is the internal conflict within the nation of Israel. It's tearing the country apart. We definitely need to pray for the people of Israel with regard to that. In recent weeks, you have heard me also share with you the Palestinians terrorist groups have been forming up headquartered in the city of Jenin, which is a Palestinian refugee camp in the Sumerian mountains. 
and we've had multiple attacks on Israeli civilians. Several people have been killed. The terrorists that have come, they too have been killed. But there's been repeated attacks again and again. And in the last two weeks, I think we've had 15 Israelis killed. And besides the, the terrorists that came and attacked them, they were killed as well. And I've been sharing with you that Jenin has now become a hub of terrorists, a mix of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, a mix of Hamas, as well as those that were in the West Bank itself. Why? Because the Palestinian Authority, led by Mahmoud Abbas, he's becoming ill, weak. It's no longer a structure that can maintain control of the Palestinians. So the terrorists are deciding to turn the West Bank of Israel into the same thing that Gaza is down against the Mediterranean coast. Israel's very concerned about it. We've been talking about it as a hub. Well, the Israeli government this last week, Monday, in fact, at one o'clock in the morning, hit that place with a brigade level of IDF soldiers, drones, bulldozers, and other air support. And they basically rooted out all of the terrorist groups that were in there, tore up their infrastructure, found their weapons caches, found a rocket factory that was being built, found their headquarters, the terrorist headquarters that was built down below, tunneled in under a mosque that was in the city of Jenin, and destroyed it. And to the extent that the terrorists that came out to take on the IDF were immediately dispatched by Israeli drones, the rest of them hid and tried to escape. In fact, Palestinians were fleeing from the city of Jenin as fast as they could. It was only a two-day operation, but in the course of it, they brought in their big army bulldozers, and they literally bulldozed the streets. They took all the asphalt off the streets, made piles and rubbles, overturned cars, destroyed buildings. So when the Palestinians came back in after the Israelis left, it no longer is a base for terrorists to operate from. The Israeli government announced that they had accomplished exactly the objectives they wanted to accomplish, However, they did lose one soldier as they were vacating. He was shot by a Palestinian, and that Palestinian lost his life as well. Is this going to turn the tide of the terrorist activity? Nobody thinks it will. It was simply a temporary measure to kind of push back on them, to stop them from operating out of that location and dispatching terrorists throughout the land of Israel. We'll see if it slows down the activity of Israelis being attacked in Israel. These are ongoing conflicts in Israel, and of course Netanyahu is saying that they have to find a way to support Mahmoud Abbas and the Palestinian Authority. They've got to keep them operating. If they lose them, then there is no viable leadership within the Palestinian community, either Hamas and or West Bank, that Israel can work with. Well, you know that the U.S., of course, is not in support of that. They want a two-state solution, which is virtually impossible to do at this point. The Palestinians don't want a two-state solution. They want to kill all the Israelis. The Israelis want everybody to live in peace. So there's the conflict for you. And the U.S. administration, the Biden administration, thinks that by having a standoff attitude toward Israel, that somehow that will motivate Israel to do their bidding. Not the least of which is Netanyahu has not been invited to the White House for a visit.
President Herzog of Israel, he has been invited to come to the U.S. Congress to make a speech. He will be coming July 19th. But there's a kind of this standoff where Biden doesn't want to invite Netanyahu, and Biden keeps putting off making a trip to Israel and keeps dispatching members of the administration to complain to Netanyahu and complain to Israel. But clearly at this point, all the enemies of Israel are watching the situation very closely because as any separation takes place between the U.S. and Israel in terms of support, they see that as an opening for them to do worse things in dealing with Israel. Iran is still continuing to do their normal thing of harassing other ships in the Straits of Hormuz and the Persian Gulf. This last week, two oil tankers going through of other, flagged of other nations were making it into the Gulf of Oman when all of a sudden the Iranian ships came out and tried to seize them. They called for help. The U.S. Navy came to their aid. One destroyer showed up along with drones and other support aircraft, and the Iranians had no choice but to back off. But before they did, they decided to shoot up one of the oil tankers. And in the past oh, year or so, Iran has been in the business of seizing up to 15 different ships. It's an ongoing problem in the states of Hormuz. The United States Navy, of course, is committed to keeping all the sea lanes open for all the different nations, and they have their hands full dealing with Iran there in the Straits of Hormuz. In recent days, the U.S. has put it to Iran that they're going to force them to stop attacking U.S. forces in other elements. There are special forces in Syria and in the Iraq region, and so they've tried to get the Iranian-backed forces to stop harassing them and attacking them. It's a ongoing thing that is there. Now, the U.S. is watching, along with Israel, the Iranian weapons program, and there are two elements they're paying close attention to. Number one, what are their enrichment activities, and are they enriching uranium past the 60% level? A 90% enriched uranium is a weapons-grade uranium, 60% is short of it, but it's very easy to increase the enrichment from 60 to 90. It doesn't take that very long, but apparently Iran under the table has said, okay, we won't go past 60%. As a result, Israel has actually announced that plans to preemptively strike Iran are on hold unless Iran goes further. So there seems to be some kind of a stalemate there. The second area of the Iranian nuclear weapon program that they're paying close attention to are the new underground facilities that Iran is trying to build. And of course, there's much speculation as to how could they take those out, what military weapon would be used. And most nations agree that only the U.S. would have the capability to deal with the, these deep facilities. Now. Israel has made statements to the effect they think they can get to them. The question is, how would they do it? it? must be something that we're not aware of. But the U.S. in particular definitely has the capability. So between the U.S. and the DOD here in the U.S. with Israel, they're both monitoring these things, and they've been making open statements to the fact that they're watching it on a daily basis about the new underground facilities the Iranians are building. So that is our report for this week. We need to continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. 
and blessings to all of you. Have a great Sabbath. Thank you, everyone, who listens to our podcast here at Line of Land Ministries. I want to remind you, you can get our podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, and wherever you like to download your podcast. Thank you for being a part of our program and listening to what we have to say.